Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 21 of the Resurrected Winners You podcast. As ever, my name is David and I'm sitting here 666 miles across from Mr. Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, Alex? Ahoy hoy! That was the closest... The number of the beast! That was the closest number to death that I could just think up off the top of my head. Actually, probably the closest number to how far we really are away that you've ever said, apart from the actual number. Yeah, which I still can't remember what that is. 500 and something. Are we closer or further away now that you're moved? You've moved house. Further away. Further away. I moved a bit, a bit south. A bit more south. More south. Well, that's... and east. Oh well, I moved east actually. So did that? Are you? Are you? Wonder if you're like any tenths of a degree hotter than you were at your parents. I guess probably yeah, because we're more into like Cambridge and closer to the uh, Iberian Peninsula, yeah, maybe. To Spain. Yeah, exactly. Marginally. Yeah, I can smell. I can, I can smell the paella and other stereotypes from here. <laughs> what will we be one or day, one or two days late by the time this goes live? Two, probably. We going up tomorrow. Well, so that'll be one. Yeah, yeah. Good, good effort. I think. Yeah, yeah. So we're all good. We're all. What day is it today? Tuesday, is, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, oh be two yeah. days late then. It's gonna be two days. Yeah. Two for... days out of a uh, schedule we made ourselves that nobody probably realizes that we made. <laughs> probably not. No, but we've managed to. Well, we I, we had a busy week. Well, I had a busy weekend. What were you up to this weekend, Alex? Yeah, me too. I went to I went to a friend's. Well, he's not my friend anymore, but a work friend who's now leaving. Um, oh. So we went we went over to his house. The th- the third member of the Apex Legends crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were planning to have like a land party of some kind, but it didn't really materialise that way. So what we actually had was we played beer pong for a bit, and then we moved back into gaming, and we played. We had an Xbox set up. They yes. played a lot of Gang Beasts, which... I'm a fan of Gang Beasts. Eh. You're not in it. Okay. I don't know if that was the right um, environment to experience it the first yeah, time. Yeah, maybe. I've never played Gang Beasts sober, so... Well, neither have I. So yeah. I feel like having a, had a few drinks and just running about being rubbish at it is, is part of the fun. Yeah, good point. Yeah, once people get serious... Well, that's the problem. Some people were good at it, ah. and that then made it a bit shit. Fair. Um... And then, like, the, on the other, we had, like, a big... He had his TV on the wall where we had the Xbox set up. And then we had his... He had a smaller TV to the side where a PS4 was hooked up. And there was this guy there who doesn't really talk about video games at work at all. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know he was into them in any way whatsoever. But shit hot at Crash Team Racing because he's oh, apparently nice. played it loads in his life. You should have... So um, he gave everyone a whooping at that. Try to think of the games that you should have played. Nidhogg would have been a good, a good tournament game. Mm. And what's that other one? Um... Tower, it was like a, an Ouya game, is it? Tower? Mount Your Friends? 
Well, yeah, that would have been a good one. What's the... It, I think it was an Ouya exclusive for a while. It was like Tower... Uh, basically, you got like oh, one bow. The one where you... One, arrows? Yeah, one arrow each. And you had to go, like, go and pick your arrow up before you could fire Did we play that at an event? Not, First time. Not I'm, sure. If we didn't, then I played it at Rezd, which is the uh, only event I've ever been to without you. Because that was in like Birmingham or something. Yeah. And that's where I played Alien Isolation and have never played it since. It's too scary. It was... Yeah. I keep downloading it and then uninstalling it. I do want to get to it. It does look fun. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do it. For... I think we've both already discussed this because I think we're planning to do it for our October month of skills. Yeah. Or whatever we decide to call it. Um, so maybe we will get to maybe it we'll then. We'll add to the list. It may already be Can on the I, list. Um... It's on my list, I think. Can I compliment you on yet more additions to the shelf of nerd? I'm going to try. You? The plan is. I'm going what to a try beautiful and... Zelda box you've got there, yes, by the lovely. way. I'm going to try and change it every week. Oh, I will, okay. I will fast run out of things, I think. So we'll see. This is one of my one of the survivors of the game collection. Oh yeah, it looks. Uh, it was the creases in the top yeah. right hand corner made it almost look like it was sealed. I was about to oh, say you're sitting on a no. gold mine, son. No, it's it's not sealed. It's in pretty good condition though. Got a, I think I have that Geralt that you've got there as well. I, can't, I, I had all the intentions in the world to continue to buy those, but I think I've left it so long that I may have missed the boat on that. Well, you've missed the cheap boat anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I have... Uh, you're going to have to tell me his name because I don't remember anybody's name from that game anymore. The dude with the... Like the evil dude. Oh, the guy e- from the Headless Hunt, you mean? E- yeah. Headless Hunt guy. Yeah. You might be able to see him up there somewhere, but I don't know if oh, you can. Nice. I cannot, but that's a good um, one. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. Did you get that banjo amiibo in the end? No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't, because it's in that shop and yeah. it's waiting for you. Uh, it's waiting for me. I went and spent too much money on PS1 games instead. But it's on the list. This is actually one of my most prized possessions. Oh, that is a good one. I like that. Because this is straight from Super Potato in Japan. Who is it? For all the YouTube nice. watchers straight from japan and look what i did to it so i had a i had a a mario one from super from nintendo world in new york oh me too yeah and then my grand put it in the dishwasher and it it faded and got wrecked that's exactly what happened to mine absolutely i I could have smashed that mug off her off her old wrinkly face (laughs) (laughs) so annoyed I hope she has an open casket one day so you can just like spit on it. Yeah. Like, this is for Mario, <laughs> my bitch. <laughs> Sorry, David's nan. Is she still with us? Uh, yeah, she is. She's still, she's okay. still going. She's still terrorizing mugs everywhere. She's still terrorizing mugs, just going around <laughs> smashing up mugs every time she sees one. Anything Especially video with game Mario's movie. face on yeah. yeah. She hates <laughs> Italians, apparently, I think. Yeah. So uh, well, that's a dunner, us done um customary insult, insult nationality. So... And and old people and old people. So we are we are doing well today. Do you want to give us like what are we what are we doing here today, Alex? Why are we here? Uh, well, as we discussed in episode twenty, we decided to play Death's Door. Hell yeah! You're going to tell did. me in a minute who made it because I can't. I know it's Devolver Digital published it, but I don't know who developed it. Is Death's Door it was released on the twentieth of July, twenty twenty one? So retro by our standards. <laughs> it was, as Alex said, published by Devolver Digital, and the developer was a company called Acid Nerve. Acid Nerve have made the the. I went on their website to have a look and see what it was going about, and they had 
like a bunch of game jam games, but the ones that seem to have actually made it out, they have Titan Souls, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I think Death's Door is a better game ultimately, but Titan Souls is a, yeah, is a from great what game. the brief period I played Titan Souls, I completely agree with that. Yeah, there's a game called on phones called Telepaint, but I didn't recognize it and I don't think I've heard of it. On phones, so yeah. their next one is Death's Door. So they've not got yeah. a huge catalog, a bit like Cellar Door for the old. Um, Rogue Legacy don't have much going on, but what they do yeah. is is yeah. good quality. It's an extremely they get better. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, depend. We'll need to try out this telepaint. See what we think of it. Yeah, they may have dipped and then come back up again. This has got an eighty-five on Metacritic. What would you say to that, Alex? What say you to an eighty-five? What say I? I say perhaps a wee bit generous. Generous. Oh, by only a by only a bit. Only a bit, by like maybe five. five I would still give it. Yeah, I wouldn't give it an eight five. I'd give it an eight if I was sticking it on any scale of our old style. Yeah, I think I'm, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. I really, really liked it, but there's a few issues with it. I guess that probably bring it down. I yeah, I completely agree. There, there are some quality of life things that could have happened. There are some design choices I'm not quite sure about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just not tight enough okay um like i went through periods where sometimes i was playing it and i was thinking man i wish the um the isometric zeldas played like this and then at other times i was just thinking oh yeah but maybe they're just a bit more deliberate in in their pacing and stuff because the, the combat therefore is more manageable than it is in this because one of the things i found quite a lot is well number one like i said to you nobody seems to know what iframes are in this company because the amount of times you can just get stun locked and hit over and over again without any iframes <laughs> started to get to me it seems like a for a fast action combat game you kind of need to give the player a little chance to not get wrecked continuously and stun locked yeah i guess there's no poise either you can't stun lock enemies back so you could, they'll just tank through every enemy will tank through all your hits i guess that's true because um there was usually i find you so if i was to Whenever I'm in a boss fight or in like a fight with a bunch of different enemies, if I was going to win it, i.e., come out the other side, I usually did it like with 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 a with a bit of swagger. Whereas if it went wrong, I, it went wrong fast and I, I died quick. There was no like, oh, I took a hit here, took a hit there. It was like, oh no, I've taken three hits here. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Is it. The wheels exactly. have come off entirely. Yeah, I guess that's fair. A lot of the hits I was taking were when my guy would get stuck like hitting the wrong way oh i never had that i can't say i had that. a way for, i found it all that maybe it's because i was obsessed with the hook shot thing maybe and that was what i was doing wrong but almost every time i was getting hit by an enemy my guy would then swing the sword to repost well no i'm trying to repost but he would be swinging the opposite direction he'd be basically back to the enemy and i'd get hit again and then again and i found that happening so many times i just Should thought have been your hook shot. you're not going to yeah. have a lock on but cuz that's honestly never i never had that experience whatsoever could have just weird. been your hook that's... shot yeah or just something i was doing weird i don't know yeah um maybe maybe we can praise the combat because it's actually trying to keep you being on your toes and mobile because that's the only way you're really going to succeed overall i, I enjoyed think. the combat a lot um i i actually came at this maybe i don't know if it's slightly different but this is a slightly tangential point i this I came into this expecting this game to be punishing, and I I didn't find it as hard as I was expecting it to find it. I I blew through enemies most of the time. Uh, yeah. Um, I, could I think have, I could especially have done when you've upgraded harder. your stuff. Yeah, I could have you... done with this game being a good bit harder, if I'm honest. 
there were points I found really frustrating. A um, couple of rooms where you get mobbed by those pink doors. There's one in like the underground, uh, the overgrown ruins or something. One of the, the dungeons for that that I, I got stuck on for absolutely ages. But by the time I got to end game and I kind of really got my skills honed, it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't much of a change. Like that grave digger boss that we'll get to later on. I did him in one go mm. and his little mates never got near me. Um, I thought the last boss was pretty tough, not as a fight, but as the bit before it, it was pretty tough. Yeah, but... yeah. And I, I guess like, so like, I maybe didn't have the same issues in terms of the combat with you, but I found that the the annoying, not the annoying, but well, they did end up being annoying, but the bits that, that took too long or felt difficult or things that kept tripping me up were things that weren't fun. So like if I was getting beaten by the bosses over and over again, I'd have been absolutely fine with that, I think, to an extent, because yeah. that's the fun part of the game. But then there's things like searching for those seeds was tedious, but it wasn't difficult. But I found like, but then that last boss, which I'm sure we'll get to, it the boss himself wasn't hard, but I was finding no, those charging things with the shields on them. They were getting me a lot and it meant that i was dying having to redo the sort of bit where you were running between boss fight oh, sections God. which yeah. i didn't much enjoy um and no. then because i mean i'm sure we'll get into the the validity of there being no map in the game at some point but when there was no map because you are encouraged to use the doors to navigate around the place have you done the jefferson octopus section for the secret yeah. ending yeah i could not for the life of me remember how to get back to the sunken ruins and honestly i must have spent about 45 minutes trying to figure out how to get back there so it's like little things like that that i feel like are more quality of life improvements because it's like i've that's what yeah that's what i was getting towards um yeah. rather than difficulty because as we we're saying like the actual the actual bosses they were fun but i've i've faced harder gate like the souls games are much harder than this and yeah um, they they are and I found I'd say things like Hyperlight Drifter are harder than this. I'd even say um, Rogue Legacy in stages was harder than this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, I just feel like back, back to that point you were just making there. If you are going to build a game with you know windy paths that interlink with one another, mm -hmm. and you're going to give us shortcuts, that's great. I, I, I like that, and that is good level design. Mm -hmm. If you're going to tell us fucking compass directions. Like the, oh, to the and they east, were north, and we don't have a map not... or even a compass. Oh my god, that I can't see what's hours. east. They were like, Go is north. this way north? But north... Like, is north the top right corner of my TV? What's north? North is east. Fuck off. Bear on like, yeah. the compass on like the bearing in the game. Oh, that upset me. And, for and why? So long. Why can't you? Why is there no fast travel ever? Like, why do I have to go back and basically? Right, every time I did something in the end game mm. where you're trying to find any of these things, I just killed myself as soon as I'd found it because I ain't spending twenty minutes getting lost looking for the door I came in on. Yeah, I'll just sure. kill myself and go straight to it. Yeah. Why can't I just do something to take me to the last door I was at? Mm. Like, needless padding, but. You know we're being harsh on it now because we're gonna get we're gonna get the shit out of the way because there's a lot to like about this game. A hell of a lot. Uh, to there's like there, there's a reason a lot of people like it because it is and you can call it Zelda meets Dark Souls all you want. It's it's a Metroidvania as well on top of that, which yeah. I'm a big fan of the genre either way. Um, but we'll talk about you know visuals and music and everything else later. But all of it, I you know, I'm struggling to think of a game that came out in 2021 that I've liked more this year. Uh, I, nothing at the moment seems like it's going to beat Resi 8 for me and that's not necessarily because oh, yeah. Resi 8 is in amazing I had such a good time with it mm -hmm. but I don't think anything I can see on the horizon is going to get 
me no, saying this I've is got better than Returnal downloaded and ready to play after this. So, oh, I can't wait to that, start that. I'm looking forward that to that. That might be. And and now Hades is out on a, on a on a good console. <laughs> I'm going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See how far I get. We we Let's may we're still teasing that one, folks. One day we're going to pop up with a Hades podcast out of nowhere. Because you'll be ready. Yeah, to we're go. not even going to announce it. No, it's just going to hot drop. So the one week where we say. We uh, what's the next episode? Don't know. Then you know what it is, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I thought for this one, it's a, it's a new game and it's a fairly standard sort of progression. There's no like real choice. I've seen a lot of YouTube channels and in, in Reddit posts talking about, oh, this was the first boss for me. This is it was the first boss for everyone because they get you with the weapons. That they do not. tell you where to go first. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a pretty standard linear game. So we could just go through each, each section. We don't have to spend a lot of time in each area. We don't have to spend a lot of time in each section, yeah. but we can cover it all. Um, this game opens with the Grove of Spirits, which is, for all intents and purposes, the training area, right? Yeah. Did you have you got any thoughts on that? Not really. It, it sort of introduces no. the base mechanics, um, lets you try out the bow, which ended up being my favorite. That or the bombs. The bomb were my two favorite weapons, the go-to weapons. Uh, for for a boss or one of those big armored bastards, it has to be bomb, I think. Oh, if you can get um, your bomb off, it'll kill. Yeah, that's tough, though. That is tough. Yeah. Um, I really liked the flame once you upgrade it to give them burning because oh, I don't think I ever really used it after I them getting it. that extra damage like constantly after you've hit it I was so useful should have used it yeah I would I would normally start a fight by burning them and then hook shot at them constantly and they'd normally die mm-hmm. pretty quickly because they'd, they'd get that extra damage on top the demonic forest spirit looked like she fell out of Cuphead to me did you ever play Cuphead to get there is uh, yeah, yeah there's there's um there's quite a lot of different sort of styles that I was picking up on as I was playing this. I would say that that is an excellent comparison that I hadn't really thought of. I, I kind of likened her to something zelda I think it's in Skyward Sword. There's like a weird octopus-like boss that she reminded me of. But the Cuphead comparison is way better. I felt like the Urn Witch was total Studio Ghibli, like Spirited Away. Yeah, yeah. Like 101. Show, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, but she was very, very easy. I thought she was the first boss of the game at that point. I was like, oh my God, this game is well easy. <laughs> so you felt but like an absolute boss not. after you, yeah. you laid out that wifey. But yeah, I uh, think yeah. You're, you're meant to beat her. It's kind, of a, it's kind of hard not to beat her first time, isn't it? But there's no way you can get the umbrella for that part, right? You start the game and you have the sword. So this is where I worry about the yeah, umbrella. Yeah, no, you can. You can get the, so I've, I've started the umbrella run. You can get the umbrella from from Go. Well, do you start? Do you start? So you, not so you in- start off. You get off the bus, and then you go into the the hall of doors. Yes. And then you go up the stairs into the hall of doors, and the umbrella is up another staircase, sitting against that. Uh, yeah, that's right. I knew you got it from post. there. I thought yeah. you just were forced to go through that tutorial uh, bit no, first. No, you're all but- good. I had a look first because I was like, I don't want to go through like a fifteen-hour game again. <laughs> yeah. And not get this achievement. I'm looking so, yeah, forward to that run, it. actually. It, it actually give makes you what, the hard thing you want, mate. Yeah, it it does. I think I've fought, and so I fought the. I haven't got I haven't got too far, but I've beaten the demonic forest spirit, the garden in the door, and the the boss, this sort of mini boss in the Urn Witch estate, you know, that's off on the right hand side. He's just a massive yeah. knight. I've I've fought those three. Um I um yeah, I thought I was a right boss when I figured out a way to fight those guys. I think you can kind of like if he's here, 
you can sort of stand a little step to his right and just basically circle around oh, him good. and he'll never be able to hit you. But once you get the hook shot, again, I didn't, I didn't need to you worry, need about, to worry anything about, that. about that. Um, so the proper, the first I actually thought we'll they were going to, sorry, I actually thought they were going to use some sort of rain damage, acid rain, so that you'd need to use the umbrella because it said something about keeping you oh, dry. Oh, right, okay. I actually thought it was going to play a part, but It'd it really is just, here's a hard one. When he runs, he runs, or the little crow runs with the umbrella up. And oh, I, does he? Yeah, oh, okay, so that's I sweet. Like, I never even equipped it. I, I was like, is it slowing me down? I couldn't figure it out if it was making me run slower and oh. move slower. I'm going to have to mm. look this up because I couldn't tell either way because obviously I was already feeling it because you go back to the start and your, your character's much slower than he is at the end anyway. But I don't know. Like, is, no, we'll is get the, to that later. I mean, because my problem is, or my sort of, not problem, but notion about the umbrella run is that, like, so my... My playstyle sounds like it was very different to yours, but the only time I ever used my melee attack was to get my ranged attack back up. So what I would do is I would mm. get in close, get my melee attacks up, then get away and use up my bomb and my arrows, and then get in close, get my melee up again, use the bomb and the arrows. So I I spent most mm. of this game at range. So in theory, basically built yourself a mage build. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, in theory that because I'm not overtly using my melee weapon to do damage my damage isn't being done with the umbrella anyway so i was like is there any other sort of penalty from this umbrella like is it hampering my movement in any way is it like what is it doing because if it's not if it's just a damage like debuff it shouldn't really affect me too much no i was about to say yeah you can you can min max into your your, um magic stats again and you you probably will yeah, you'll be. I'm going to have to be the one who's changing up my playstyle or, or you know, adapting to what's going to hamper me with yeah. this. You should be all right by the sound of it. Yeah, I think so. But we'll see. We'll see. Interesting. Goal. Yeah. <clears throat> the first proper area of the game is the Lost Cemetery. What's your feelings on this area? I when I first started this game, I I was quite intimidated by this section because it, initially it seems like there's a lot of choice in terms of direction and trying to figure yeah. out and because there's no map trying to remember which way you've gone and then try and get your way yeah. back to places i found it intimidating is the right word yeah it, with the the isometric viewpoint you're not able to see any any landmarks in the distance whatsoever and the camera pan doesn't really go very far so you really have to sort of tell yourself okay if i want to get back here again i kind of just roughly have to go up a lot and keep trying to go up yeah. until i get back to the summit or wherever mm-hmm. it is that you're going um as far as hub areas go, I think it's pretty neat. Um, this was my this was my trial area for upgrading my melee attacks, where I started to get really frustrated by that because okay. I would base these enemies here. So the the ones with that they actually attack you, they normally take. I think at the start of the game they take either two or three hits. I think it's three hits. It depends what weapon you're using, I suppose. Because I was using the umbrella and it was it was taking me five when I was playing it yesterday with the umbrella. Okay. Yeah. So with the regular sword, it was basically taking me three hits to get mm. these killed. And every time I upgraded my melee attack, I was going back and expecting it to at some point take two hits. And it didn't take two hits until I got to level four, I think, okay. of my upgrade, which is a criticism that I forgot to mention earlier on. But the And we discussed this between the two of us yeah. off air. But I felt like a lot of the upgrades are so minimal, maybe, or at least they don't feel tangible enough when I've done them that I ever really noticed I was upgrading anything. Like the speed one, 
again, I was doing this where it says, oh, you, you get less of a cooldown between dodges. I never felt that there was ever any quicker to dodge. And I would, as soon as I did it, every time I'd be spamming that A button and thinking, this is just as slow as it always was. And the, and the weapons aren't getting any stronger. And the magic still takes the same number of hits and everything. So I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really understand the, the upgrade stat system in this game because it never really felt like it did enough or it gave me anything that I could actually pinpoint and say, ah, oh, there we go. Maybe because they don't take your souls off you when you die. They made it less important. I don't know. Yeah. But I was disappointed in the upgrade yeah, system. I don't us... want to be one-shot and everything. Definitely not. Uh -huh. But I think, as I said to you before, when enemies don't have a health bar, so you can't, and it's not got damage numbers that are coming up like an RPG, and you're not seeing those numbers go up, the only thing you've got to go on is how many hits is this thing going to take before I've killed it. And when it was always coming to three on the worst and easiest enemies in the game, level by level, until I got four levels in, which is about a thousand souls, that's when I start to think, like, I don't think these are even doing anything. And I just felt disappointed that I'd wasted souls there and I should have done something <laughs> done something else. But I don't know. That was that's yeah, the, one of the think, biggest disappointments I found was I the, think, the upgrade system. I know we're going over old chat, but I guess the, the, the listeners, us viewers haven't yeah, seen they don't this. Know. But yeah, the um I think I think for me for that, I think I think as as a sort of compromise if i if, if you and i were designing this game and, and discussing it, it would have been to surface the damage stats in some way so you could see yeah see how it was because because i i mean I, I think we 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 agree for the most part in that like you don't want to be running rough shot over no. the enemies in the regular game so i'd be interested to see how much these improvements are and how much they sort of affect you fighting bosses um because or, or i think scale that, it. yeah because i think that's how that's how the damage stats probably do manifest themselves mostly when you're when you're in a bigger fight rather than up against a lot of these sort of regular mobs um yeah i mean if they if they made say you get to like the third area of the game and you haven't upgraded your weapon at all if those enemies are going to take five hits to kill then I don't mind being able to one-shot the enemies from the first area of the game because that's basically how most of these games work, isn't it? You'll you'll render the earlier stuff complete trash mobs and you'll smash through them, but when you but then you've scaled you've basically scaled yourself to effectively like the the watchtower enemies. It's just like the pointless so oblivion, I would expected... oblivion levels in which in Elder Scrolls Oblivion the the enemies scale with you, so you never actually get that's any most, more powerful. That's most Bethesda, isn't the it? Point, that do that, the I most think. pointless leveling up system I've ever seen. I wonder if maybe yeah, it's so arbitrary. That's just number. Yeah, I wonder like, if if perhaps born, this is a victim of then because it's it seems like it's built by a small team and it's the I mean like based on their releases, these are small yeah. sort of small team games that are fairly nascent in the sort of the company's history and yeah maybe maybe if they had a bigger budget they would have just changed the enemy type because that's maybe all you have to do is give an enemy a different skin make it a different color and then just increase yeah. its health they did it with like the um wizardy things don't they? i guess the problem i guess to try and play as devil's advocate the problem is is they want you to come back so like even right up until the end of the game you're coming back to the first area um, and beyond the end of yeah, the game, yeah so i don't know i i yeah this is it's one of those that i can i can see your criticisms and i, I think they're totally valid but i just don't think it bothered me in the same way as uh, it seems to bother you i, I think. think i think yeah i think because mainly when you 
you know, if you're playing the game in the way that they expect you to play it, it will become less of an... I'm sure not a lot of people probably did an upgrade and they went straight to the cemetery and tried to kill everybody in one hit and get annoyed because it didn't happen. So maybe if you're just pushing straight on to the next area, you, you, you kind of don't notice it and you'll effectively be scaling it in your head anyway. Um, it could, Yeah, it could have been a time constraint. Um, it could have been one of the last things that they did. Maybe they just felt like, you know, they're going to make it really, really minimal other than, as you say, on the bosses where you, you know... You're not going to find out if that's making any difference to your well, ability to fight bosses unless you've died yeah. to the boss and then upgraded and that's, then gone back. That's the problem is maybe they could have surfaced, surfaced it a bit more in, in so, that, so, that. That you, so that you knew what you were doing. Because as you say, you don't want the, the regular enemies to be an absolute pushover. But if you're if you're upgrading your damage to the point that maybe you're hitting, I don't know, how often do you hit a boss? 50 times? And then so in every, every level you're reducing it by five? That's not something you mm. would maybe notice... No. in the game from moment to moment but if the surface no. leveled the damage you would see that and it'd be a bit more tangible there is bits of this game that it felt like it was trying to be obtuse just for obtuseness sake rather than because it actually had something to say with what it was doing which i guess is what people like about the souls games yeah see if it wasn't for the leveling confusion i i actually really like the cracking armor on the bosses I know yeah. you and I both sort of said when you killed them, it was kind of a surprise every single it, time. It, it, for but, some of them, it was. So, like, if they had, if they had, like, so, like, those big knights, there was a lot of smooth surface area that when they got towards dying, it was obvious. But the more intricate enemies it, it, that had a bit more detail going on, it wasn't as clear, maybe just because of the design of the, the character. Does that make sense? Like, some of them were obvious. Mm. Some of them weren't. Like, those knights were obvious. And then that... That lady, that flower thing in the training area was incredibly obvious. Yeah. But there was other other bits and pieces that just weren't. Like I didn't think the frog was overly obvious. I didn't think um who's mm. the what was the other the other enemy? Well, in the weirdest way, the last boss, when you fight the Lord of the Doors, you, you actually start cracking him and then once you get to the bit where you're chasing him, he's basically got all his health back anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's bits before he goes through his little gate where you can get a good number of hits off of him. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I'm not sure. But was that was was anything. that pointless? I don't, yeah, don't know. <laughs> I guess it was. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Over overall, I did, I did enjoy the the lost cemetery. What do you think of the guardian of the door? That that guardian. Of the That's door, the, the best boss in the game. It was. Easy. It was hilarious in a way that none of the rest of the game is. Because I thought this was like a yeah. signal of things to come. And then it just never... I, I guess it does It does do comedy throughout the game, but not in that way. Like, there's the pothead guy. But then there's... Yeah, that was... that was. I was laughing out loud that you're fighting an, fighting an actual building. So good. So strange. <laughs> yeah, I loved that fight. But yeah, it was a good That was fun. tough. That was tough. Yeah. It took me a lot of goes to get that. Mm -hmm. So after you beat... The guard in the door, you go up and you meet the crow. And this is the sort of yeah. the first time you get a bit of an introduction into why why this game is here and what it's got to say for itself. And then you're sent off to... I mean, I guess before we start talking about the, the Urnwich estate, have you got anything to say about the first crow? It, it just sort of introduces the story, tells you that um, he's on the hunt for these massive souls and it seems like something's sort of broken in the in this sort of death life continuum and it's up to you to yeah try. and his soul is trapped inside the door right so to get the door open mm -hmm. to get his soul back I, th I think so yeah you have to then get these three souls otherwise this guy's gonna die yeah um i do really like the 
office area. The, it's really the sort cool. Of film noir. It's so, st- it's so sterile office. as well. And then as you collect shiny things, your desk. It's all on your desk. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. It's the only colourful thing really in the level. It's really. And I like. Really, I do really like the little characters as well who are in there. Um, the two little crows who are working away. One of them loves the typing so much they could take their typewriter out later on. And yeah. The other guy befriends all the forest spirits. And doesn't one guy spill ink on one of them or something? Yeah. Oh like yeah, that'll be why one. there's a black one running about. I don't think I ever clicked yeah. on that. I must have not. Have... Yeah, if you talk to him at that point, he says, "Yeah, he fell into a pot of ink or something." <laughs> um, yeah, I love that area. I thought it was it was really stylish, and I like how it kind of opened up and you found more secrets out as you after you'd done a yeah. boss fight, you'd end up at a different part of it and come back to the main bit again. I thought that was one of the best design parts of the whole game. Yeah, now as you sort of progress and explore the area and unlock different weapons and things like that, it becomes apparent that this used to be on a much larger scale and it's fallen in disrepair for some reason, which I guess you find out mm. later on in the game. Yeah, because the yeah, old current lord is a bit of a bit of a selfish prick. Yes. But then we, we then move on to part three, which is the Urmwich Estate region. I was a big fan of this area. Have you got any? I, I, I th- absolutely love the house. The, the whole house. the whole setup of that house was great. And her keep coming back and being like slightly perturbed with you, but not ready to attack yeah. you yet. And to get rid of her, you basically have to twat her with your sword till she yeah, gets and frustrated like, and leaves. Yeah, she'll appear and say, oh, my house is in a bit of a mess. I hope it's not you because I'd be cross. <laughs> and then you can just run up and <laughs> smash her with your brawly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she's the coolest character in the, in of all the bosses, easily. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I just really like the setup of, of going into a house full of pots. And she's put a pot on her son's head. Yeah, um, and when he bows and he spills all his soup everywhere and he keeps offering the soup. <laughs> yeah, one thing. Yeah, I, I love that. So you're, you're sitting on a bench chatting to him, and he just like pulls out a spoon and goes, "Do you want some soup?" And you're like, "Nah, it's all right, mate." But for some reason, this, the soup spoon has just got a big hole in it. Is that? It's just. Oh, I didn't notice that. I don't understand what's going on with that. But yeah, I, the pothead guy was great. He was really, really fun. But it's another, it's another scenario like Cuphead of these anthropomorphic drinking apparatus effectively consuming their own brains out yeah. of their head yeah so it it turns out that she's trying to keep people that she likes alive and a way that she's figured out to keep them alive is sort of like remove them from death's stare or like mm-hmm. radar is to change their head into a pot <laughs> and it allows yep. them to just sort of fly under death's radar i guess is that right is that what yeah. you picked up from that he's got no time for pots no he doesn't need it but I, but his yeah. his pot's gone kind of wrong because the other ones are sort of urnish or plant potty but he's he's got like he's got like kindling and stuff for a neck like, <laughs> yeah he's like a cauldron for it yeah yeah um i thought i was convinced when i first met him i was gonna have to fight him at some point oh uh, yeah but he's sort of luckily we didn't he's sort of sort of a rubbish onion knight from that's exactly sorry yeah i can't believe i haven't made that point yet yeah that's exactly what i thought when i first saw him i even said it out loud oh yeah there we go there's the onion knight (laughs) because he's kind of chubby he's got a big circular head he's your mate he he wants to follow you around and join in your adventure he's just a little bit shit like when you get into the witch's mansion that he's wanted to do the entire time. And then he sort of says, right, I'll guide the door. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> and he just stands in an empty room for the rest of the level. <laughs> um, you're you're yeah, right, cool though. The, the estate of the urn, which are ceramic manor, sorry, is absolutely fantastic, isn't it? It's oh, just brilliant. like, like yeah. top to bottom. I like the way 
I just like the feel of it. It's just it's just quite eerie, but also I don't know. There's it is foreboding yeah. in a way, like that room with the big mm. chair in front of the the fireplace. I don't know why, but that is just really yeah, really really quite a powerful area. Even though I don't think there's much in it, if if I'm honest, I think you just run through it. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't, there's nothing in it. I don't mm-hmm. think. I think there is actually a pot that you can hit, and it'll actually attack you back in there. What is it? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I love how she weaponizes some of the pots as well. You know, there's ones that like the, the suicide bomber pots. Oh, the suicide bomber yeah. pots. Yeah, the ones I I ended up really enjoying was the sort of weird cannon pots that fired green things at you that you could fire yes. back at people. Yes, I really love proper those Zelda things. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, oh yeah, that is. That's like the the little little cannon boys that come out of the ground. And any Ganon fight in the N64 era where he's firing those balls at you and you've got to just hit yeah. them back. But yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really loved. What did you think of the sort of pre pre boss final area, the inner furnace? Were you as much of a fan of that? No, no, no. What about the that's one? the one where you have to hit the thing, the hit the ball things, right? The, is that that one, or is that something else? Might be. Um, it's sort of the area where it's got all the the lot the lots of um like hydraulic arms that are like they'll lift you up onto different platforms and. You, yeah, you encounter the, the you encounter the area. It's like a a witch doctor with a massive poison <laughs> hate those cannon. Bastards. Oh my goodness! Yeah, long range just shooting at you. And then I love how they leg it when you've dealt with all the mobs. Yeah, around you, and they know they're the last one left, and they just kind of run away. Yeah, is that not? Are you sure that's not the bit where you've got you? You know, they're on the platforms that have got like bull heads, and you have to hit them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't understand that that what bit, you're talking about. Yeah, that is that bit. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't clear enough. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible area, but I found that one was a bit easier to get lost in, whereas the mansion was perfect for this style of viewpoint, sure. no map, shortcuts. You can kind of find your way around it because it's every area is quite you know distinct mm-hmm. rather than just lots of caves with hydraulics and stuff like that. Yeah. And then... What do you think to the healing system in this game? Let's have a little tangent again. So this is the... What do you think to that? You find a seed and then plant the pot... I quite like, like we're talking of pots. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it, actually. I mean, like, I think it's a different conversation when we're going back and talking about trying to find all the seeds in pots. Yeah, but fuck in that terms pot. of like, and, and you and I spoke about this earlier, I, I was I thought these seeds were going to be much more of a commodity than they actually ended up being. Absolutely. So yeah, I like the idea of carry it almost felt like a bit of a risk reward in that you've carrying these seeds about that you can replenish your health when you need to. But if you get to an area that you don't need it, to just carry on without it i would like to like mm. to see them push down that bit more because then it's a sort of risk reward but i guess that that undermines itself and that when you die you don't lose your souls anyway so maybe never was going to work that way yeah I, I i think i agree with you there actually maybe just so it would take out the whole finding them all bit at the end of the game that's one of the worst parts of it but yeah. to have not as many seeds as there are pots would have been great yeah i think so um, it's, but then maybe maybe you would just kind of like unheal yourself into a into a corner, and that would be too frustrating for some, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, well, I like I the idea that a... you've got sort of set places to heal. That that gave it a bit of a bit more difficulty, and without actually having to change the fundamentals of the way the game plays, it's just yeah. kind of like when are you going to go activate this pot, and when are you going to heal from it? Mm-hmm. That could have been. That was quite annoying sometimes when you they put them in the middle of where enemies were. And then you have to like frantically plant a seed and then harvest it while you're getting like spammed with yeah. fireballs and enemies chasing after you. But um, 
I still like the system quite a lot. I don't know. I think some people may may have an issue with it, but I don't know why. No, I was quite a fan of it. So the mm. this then brings us to sort of the first first big boss, so to speak, of the game, which is the the Grandma Witch of the Urns. I enjoyed this fight; it was good, and because yeah, they, me too. They sort of um, foretold three of the big big souls. When you fought these big big souls, it felt like a like a moment. It felt like a a bigger thing than sort of the mini bosses that you felt you you fought around the area. But she was fun. Did you ever, did you ever manage to make, set her on fire? Yes, by Which, accident. But yes, yeah, I did it by accident. And then too. I was obsessed with doing it every time <laughs> she jumped into that pot again. I just feel like her her fight had the most personality to it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think so. You know that it really spoke to what she's about, what her house is about, the way she's been talking, um, and the you know she's got these pots that she throws at you. She gets inside her own pot. It was all very thematic. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you jump forward to the fight, like the the Betty fight, that was just a monster that. Yeah, that was that was so void of personality that that boss. Yeah, um, there's no build up to it whatsoever, really. No, um, in the in the way that this one wasn't. This was the sort of anti Betty. Yeah, and yeah, it was just it was just fantastic. And I, I do you know what I like that the game did as well. When she beat all these big bosses, you had a moment where they humanize them. It's not not uh no, absolutely. But they they sort of provided them with motivation. They weren't all just these brainless idiots that were evil. They they all had motivations. Like I say, with this woman, she was she was really just trying to keep people she cared about alive and she probably mm. it, it probably corrupted her in a way and sent her the wrong direction but this was um something that yeah it was like even 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 the worst people have got people that care about them and I, I just thought that was quite a nice little moment after each big boss i really enjoyed that as well yeah nice and i and it was quite funny as well the the grave digger had some funny didn't he say she died how she lived with a pot on her head. Yeah, something like that. So, you know, they, they, it wasn't all taken totally seriously, but I really did like the touch of, you know, we're going to have a little remembrance for this boss who's just going to lie there. You can't ha- attack him anymore. You just have to kind of walk back out again. Mm-hmm. It kind of made almost made you look a little bit like the bad guy that you've walked in and, in this case, smashed up her house and then killed her and then just gone, just walked out. I also quite like it in that, like, yeah, they have, they've got like nice little music. They've got this nice somber little part about the game. Then mm. it just, it's like a hard cut, no music, and you're sort of just standing there. And then they're all looking around. And you just leg it out the door. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, that I suppose actually. So much. Yeah, I suppose actually at this point you are the bad guy. Before you realise that there's, you know, less of a autonomous nature to this reaping of souls. You are effectively the thing that every single one of us is afraid of it's just it's just a cute little crow instead of our own mortality you know they've they've personified it with a, a cutesy little chibi character but realistically what you are doing is cutting off people's mortal coil which is what we're all really afraid of at the end of the day yeah it's well, most well yeah. and it's i guess like so the multi-layered part of this story is that it's just a story about how death is an inevitability and it's actually part of life and when you're your turn comes, it comes, and it's maybe not something that we should all be scared of and just try and accept that it's happening. And I think somebody says that at one point, don't they? That it's, no, I, wish, they? I wish people knew it wasn't so scary to be... That's right. That death wasn't so scary. Yeah. And it's it might just, be the gravedigger. I can't remember who said that. I think it might be death himself. Oh, it probably... Well, of course it was. Of course it was. Um, but yeah, you're right. You you are... I don't know. You're, you're sort of a, an exorable 
part of life in the same way that like a wasp is part of the the food chain they might be little little buggers but they've got a role to play and i guess that's that's mm-hmm. your the crow your this is just your part and it's not a nice part but it's something that's yeah it's got like to be a done yeah it, it's it starts off as if it's just a sort of a day job where with an extra yeah. curricular assignment for a, for an old friend yeah. but you know as we learn later on it's more of a uh what you were being forced to have to do rather yeah. than something that the crows actually want to be doing and getting any pleasure out of yeah apart from the one who likes typing yeah of course so once you've beat the witch you then move on to the overgrown ruins which i think is a nice sort of sterility is not the right word because it's quite the the final area before the grandma's quite industrial in feel but this is sort of feels yes. like everything that the witch area isn't this is so like it's a bit more wild feeling it's less less man-made it's like so like in in the way that the like i've seen before the inner furnace is quite industrial and the the mansion itself is quite sterile and clean and crisp hard lines this is the complete opposite to that it's just a forest that is sort of well it's it's there's there's evidence of walls and things but they're clearly in disrepair in the the forest well the forest seems to have become slightly sentient and taken over yeah yeah um i I, this was the most zelda area of the whole game you you, you've played way more zelda Zelda than me so you can speak to that far more but yeah like the little village of all the the little you know there's the forest Mm -hmm. creatures the plants attacking you there's just the the look and feel of it was very zelda even having to go and get that plant creatures flute that was very exactly yeah yeah exactly um i i like this i like this area and it was an area that clearly i guess they all did to an extent but this one really spoke to me because it, it really used all of the things that you can eventually unlock whether that's the bombs whether that's the hook shot or whether that's like the fire like there was clearly this was alluding to that this is an area that's got a lot more to it and even once you leave you'll be back yes yeah totally yeah there's a lot of um stuff effectively hiding in plain sight wasn't it a lot of things that are just out of reach there's some stuff in there that i still haven't figured out how to get there's a section of like some hook shotty bits that have those little pink orbs of souls i still can't figure out how to get (laughs) just don't know how to do it um yeah i guess there's not much more to say other than that i I enjoyed the like i said the visuals i i loved that flower that when you hit it it sort of fired a big mortar at you did you find yourself hitting that in the middle of a like a fight? Yeah, every time. Like, so kite, that kiting enemies over the to you. The dudes behind you were getting fucked yeah. right up yeah. in a minute. Yeah, yeah, it was really good because yeah. this is again, this is one of the they really start throwing enemies at you in this area, and that's a good way of sort of managing yeah, they them. Um, the, yeah, big precursor to getting your own bombs, which I quite like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it, again in Zelda games that will do that. So especially like Ocarina of Time, you'll have these little bomb flowers, mm-hmm. and you can pick them up off the ground and chuck them at stuff before you get your own bombs that you can then use at your leisure. Okay. So this was very similar to that as well. Yeah. Using the environment to get through it rather than your actual inventory. Yeah. What I mean, the other thing I liked is that overgrown those overgrown plants as well that you would hit and then it would either open up a bridge or it would pull you yeah, up to an area cool. above yeah it's just it's just a really well designed area i thought and i, I was a big fan yeah really sprawling yeah, yeah for sure i liked it once you've done that you move on to the mushroom dungeon which i guess is follows the same sort of sort of idea as as the overgrown ruins but it's just a bit more claustrophobic and there's not as many not it doesn't feel as open i suppose to yeah absolutely i mean this is one of the bits like i was talking about earlier that i struggled with because there's one room where there's sort of some squares of water and you have to kind of run around 
while you're just getting attacked mm-hmm. by a lot of those enemies that can chuck. I think they were like the big knights with some shields and they can throw like bombs yeah. at you. Um, so we'll go on a quick tangent here again. How did you feel about the game seeming to, in my opinion, maybe overuse a little bit the doors where enemies come in from and it's just like waves of enemies and you're kind of having to deal with them before you can progress because it seemed to carry on for almost the whole time. I did like that once you defeated them, then they never came back. Even if you die, yeah. those doors aren't coming back again. But did you... After a while, I did think to myself, like they kind of have used this over and over again, and it does seem like a lot of the combat in this game is fighting the waves that come out of these doors rather than any, any of them actually being set in the level. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much in the outer bit in the forest, but once you get into the dungeons and stuff, it seems like it's no, I think I, th- I think you're probably right. It's not something that really registered with me until you're saying it now but yeah you're probably right they did it it was used a lot and i guess it's another nod to the fact that this is a a smaller budget game but Mm. yeah it's it's a valid point um big doom and doom eternal do it exactly (laughs) that's basically how all the enemies appear there so it's not a bad way of doing it i guess it's also a way to it makes it makes your collection of souls like Mm. like i was saying i've now 100 percent of this the game but i've still not fully upgraded myself no, Whereas either. I may have if those doors kept coming back, because it's yeah just... you can't farm them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're probably right. Um, what did you think? Is this the area? When, is it? This is the area where you first start meeting the the Frog King. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, who's a, who's a lot less polite uh, and forgiving than the Queen. Sorry, the Queen, the Own Witch. Yeah. Uh, this guy's just out for you from the get go. He just thinks you're a dick, and he'll keep popping out of the water to tell you so again you can hit him though which was nice yeah yeah sometimes he would stick his head out of a wall and you just give him a twat and he off, off he goes again yeah. um I, I, this may be one of the areas that i got lost in quite a lot inside his his little um the inner the the mushroom dungeon that was one of the most sort of hard so to this, find bearings i'm trying to look at the i think i like the, the outer bit though the flooded ruins or whatever it is i like that part I'm trying to look at the the other areas in the game, and I think is this the area then where they had the sort of the enemies that looked like like little furry mushrooms, and then you have to hit them to get through the area, and they would all start popping out the ground like little spiders. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that this area? Yeah. Yes, that's right. And they they were a little excuse me for me they were little buggers because they kept dodging out the way of my arrows. They were good at jumping out the be, way of your oh, stuff. Oh yeah, they seem to be more keen on dodging your attacks and being hard to hit than they were actually attacking you actually attacking you yeah yeah the overgrown ruins has got that other one it's like that tiny little spider that fires fireballs i, be- I very rarely dealt with them ever. just kept running you kind of have to hit the fire back right yeah. just, just ignore them yeah i ended up just ignoring i was so them desperate to hit one with a sword though they're so quick weren't they just getting i out thought at some point i must be able to get these if i keep upgrading the speed and stuff mm-hmm Surely I can kill one normally, but you just can't, I don't think. They're just far too quick. You, yeah, you really have to. I think I did it a couple of times, but you really have to get get right at them quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought you had to just hit that fire back before you had even a chance to hit them. Otherwise, you won't. You do miss a few. I think it was, I just kept swinging. And I think I, I did, you did eventually. <laughs> if, 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 first, if you fail first, just keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's the, yeah. that's the lessons for life, right? Yep. The Flooded Fortress, I was a big fan of aesthetically. Me I too. thought this was a real nice switch up of. That's one thing this game did really well. Is it's good at each area felt distinct, and each area within each area also felt nice and distinct. And this is another example 
of that and they started playing with the floor tiles and things well they probably did that in the mushroom dungeon as well actually but yeah they started really playing with the floor tiles and a lot of them were falling away so like by this point you've you've got got to hit those things to make them appear as well that's right um, and by this point you've got your bomb and very often if you use your bomb it's maybe a really deadly attack but it would disappear it would make the floor disappear and you wouldn't be able to get it back until you yeah, hit that I floor loved again. that you could make people drop into the water yeah. and stuff yeah that was really cool yeah I, I really enjoyed this area those boomerang guys caused me far more trouble than they actually probably should have um, <laughs> but yeah this is this is a fun area that another one that felt really winding and like you would you would spend a lot of time exploring an area only to find you were back where you started really unlocking a shortcut so you could get back again but yeah, this was a, I really enjoyed this area. I, I'm kind of struggling for much else to say to it, but it, it was just a, a good fun area. I like how they um, played a twist uh, with the making the platforms appear when you go back at nighttime and you're following the little yeah. moon things. I thought mm-hmm. that was a really nice little touch. And you can see the moon reflecting in the water of the flood. Um, I also like the big statue of the frog looking like a big badass in the middle of it. Talking about um, that sort of happening, did you ever notice... See if you went into a room and someone fired like a, a fireball at you. If you immediately roll back out the room again, you can still see the fireball in the darkness. Really? Yeah. Almost like huh. the room was still existing even though you weren't in it anymore, which I thought was quite interesting. Oh, weird. I saw it quite a yeah. lot in the, the Mushroom Dungeon area, specifically. Hmm. But yeah. I did have a few moments where I got hit with a mushroom as I was walking through a uh, mushroom hit with a fireball as i was walking out the door to go back to the main thing i had one that i took a clip of where and i'll send it to you so you can put it here in the video for mm-hmm. uh, youtube watchers where like i was running away from somebody and i opened the door to go back to the to the main thing and somebody hit me with a fireball and like knocked him on his ass <laughs> but then he still somehow got through the door it was really i didn't lose any health from it but it's I, a really weird little sequence that's reminded me of an area i think it was in this area where it was like one of those it was one of those pink doors that would appear and you'd have waves and waves of enemies. Um, mm. I died as I killed the final enemy in a door area. Oh, really? It still killed me, but I went back to redo it thinking it had killed me, but it had also registered that I'd completed the area. What, is that in one of the chest things? No, or just it was, like a it's door just bit? one of the pink door areas. I managed to bl- mm. uh, kill, okay. die as, as I killed the enemy and it still registered, which I thought was an interesting... If this was a Souls game, it would have made me redo the whole thing. Yeah, one thing we haven't actually brought up yet is um, the way that you get your items in this game, where you get eaten by these chests and have to oh, do they the. Were great. Um, but before you could fight the inside the chest, this is where you had to get the doors to open, right? By getting yeah. souls, um, so you had to go find these dead crows and then sort of make their souls float to this door that would then eventually open. And for some reason, it's so minimal, but I thought it was such a cool little touch that when that door's opening, you immediately gain control of the crow again and you don't have to wait for the door to open fully. You can sneak around and then cut in and it's like a half open door. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I found that so good, but I love the fact that if the door's opening towards you, you could just be like, right, I'm going around it and just going to run in. <laughs> I'm not waiting for you to open all the way. I don't know why I like that so much, but it's such a nice, neat little touch. Talking about neat little touches, one of the things, say if, if you, the sort of Sonic the Hedgehog tapping his foot animation, if you just left the crow sitting, not moving, they moved their head around exactly like a crow moves ahead, you know, sort of like stuck. Yes! Quick. Really well done. There were some cutscenes where he's doing it as well. He's just like, like waiting for the guy to finish talking. <laughs> he's just gone absolutely nuts. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. 
I guess, so next we move on to the Frog King himself. What do you think of his fight? Too easy. Yeah, I thought that too. It was I, way easier than the witch, I thought. I have... You put uh, the pressure on me by telling me you did him in one go. Yeah, um, he, he, he was a bit too easy and his little butt stomp animations were far too easy to telegraph yeah. and get out of the way. I... And was, he didn't seem like he was even able to pull you towards him when he was pulling oh, those was tiles weird, off. Wasn't it? That was so weird. It's like you're not. Should I not be getting dragged towards you as well? Because yeah. I'm not. I can just kind you of stand really here. Fight and watch. To, the, to the point that I was allowing him to pull me in so that I could get some hits on, yeah. regenerate my my bow, and then run away again. Like it was really, yeah. it was oddly easy. Really oddly easy. Yeah. I was. Do you remember how I uh, I got my one death on that fight? remember i oh, said in the video yeah what was it you... where i got fucking greedy and was hitting him too close to the edge of the one of the tiles and just fell into the water on my last yeah. health bar dickhead i was gonna not mention this because i'm i couldn't find again like try to get because i wasn't taking notes at the time try to get the info to back this up it was quite difficult but i am convinced that that is meant to be a joke on donald trump that frog Oh yeah, his language, the way he speaks, his sentence structure. He even calls like it's like the crooked crow, and he ha- like Donald oh, Trump yeah. in, his, in his presidential campaign was calling Ted. Um, oh, the forgotten his name, but he was calling him crooked Ted. And then there's like when or he Joe got, Biden. No, it was it was. The, I thought it was it crooked. Was, maybe it was crooked Hillary. Was it? Oh, it was Ted. Anyway, the Americans here don't know exactly who I'm meaning. Um, he recently went on holiday. When his his I'm sure his his state got power cut or something or got flooded and he went on holiday when they were all hmm. struggling. But um, the only Ted I can think of is Ted Cruz, but he was a massive Trump arslicker, so it can't be. Him. It is Ted Cruz, yeah. So he ran against. Him oh, maybe he's the, turned on him now. He turns on everybody. Well, he ran so, against yeah. Ted Cruz in the in the first when he got elected. So oh, and the, right, 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 um, right. And then he also hmm. there's things like so like when. Um, like remember when Trump got COVID and he was like, maybe it's or it was like, oh no, no, it was when he was getting his getting his health check when he became president and he was like, oh, there's the the doctors have never seen such a healthy man in ever. <laughs> like the, the 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 frog was saying stuff like that. He's like, oh, there's never been such a good lead. I'm the best leader there's ever been. I'm like. The, the, there's never like some might say there's never been a better leader like they were really getting close to it and if it, it's not deliberate they have accidentally stumbled across like a trump yeah, parody i'm sure of it wasn't the the frog meme thing that was trump related right well he's also a bit frog looking as well which again like yeah. played into it even more oh in the frog meme yeah yeah, yeah. like the little the thing that they were using for the racism or whatever yeah. well, i can't remember what it was all about which then got me thinking. I was like, "So are the other, are the other um, bosses supposed to be parodies of other people as well?" But I couldn't, I couldn't figure the other ones out. So they're either, either I am way off base with the Trump frog, or I just don't know who the other people are meant to be. But I, I couldn't figure it out. But I thought Interesting. it was. I thought it was. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm. I mean, the, the, I suppose for, mo- for the most frog. part, the urn which was a bit wet. And she seemed to have money and value old stuff. Maybe that was Theresa May. Hmm. Could have been. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just wanted to have a dig at Theresa May. <laughs> Fucking useless wet fart. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Fuck the Tories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So I all right. So the next part we've got is the stranded sailor. Oh, what a great area! Featuring so my favorite character in the game by a long way. Who's your favorite character? The old squid Jefferson, on the back of a corpse, <laughs> who keeps making these really obvious, transparent comments about how definitely human he is all the time. Have you? Oh, yeah, and uh, have you ha- have you done that section in the with him at the end? Of Where the you game? carry him on your back? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. The, the the noises and the wobbling he does as you move are absolutely <laughs> yeah, disgusting. But he's so, he is funny when you come in and he's like the the body's on on a chair and he's in his a dead little, body. Has to be, has to be, because he's all like rotted and stuff, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, half yeah. half thinking it's. I, I the only thing I can't figure out is if the squid killed him or not. Yeah, because he because he keeps dropping, doesn't he? So yeah. when you're drinking your soup or whatever, the, the, it would like drop the corpse and have to like pull him back yeah. up again. Oh. So I wasn't sure if he was like just at first. I wasn't sure if he was like a weird color because the the squid has somehow possessed him. Yeah, I thought but I this think was it is like, just a corpse. I wondered if this was a bit like you know, like Men in Black, when that guy at the start of the game gets inside his basically wears his skin. Oh, yeah, sugar, water. Yeah, that, that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was a bit like Or that. it was like a brain slug kind of thing going on, or yeah. like Cthulhu or whatever, yeah. But, then but really, Jefferson I think it's just can... a squid fucking around with like a dead yeah, bloke. Yeah, and Jefferson can sort of ride your back without face-huggering you as well. So, yeah, yeah. It was, it was unclear what sort of role that Jefferson was playing. Maybe he just found a corpse and just thought, oh, I'm going to be a human for a bit. I'm going to make everybody some really nice revitalizing soup. Yeah. But they won't accept me as a squid, no. so I need to I need to go corpse digging. <laughs> I really liked that premise. I thought that was really cleverly done. Like I said, I love the way that he kept talking about how he had all these digits and he had limbs and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it was really cool. He's probably my it's favorite. A ni- it's a nice little setting. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's probably my favorite NPC because you also meet is it Barb in this section? Who's like the Barbara, the the Bard, Barb the Bard. Oh, I haven't listened to his song yet, actually. Oh, none of them. I didn't find any of them particularly funny. Uh, no, no. I mean, a lot of it was sort of game humor, wasn't it? It's usually like self-deprecating. Yeah. Most of the time that like, they say something weird and it's obviously weird and then they kind of realize they've said something weird. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't really think too much about this, but he seems very similar to the pot guy. I think that was the problem I had with him. Just yeah, that he's... So. He wants to follow your adventure around again, but he's not going to go right the way in with you. He'll wait here and write his song while you go off and do the actual work. Then there's that other guy that you sort of rescue from the mushroom dungeon. I'm unsure about what that is and what role that game that plays in the game. You just meet him sitting on a rug, sort of, in the sailor section. Oh yeah! Doesn't he go back to the to the what's it called again? The Something dungeon. sailor. What's it called? The Stranded Sailor. That's the one. Isn't he sleeping outside the thing after? Yeah, a while? after the when you when the game goes tonight, he's sleeping. Yeah, that's outside. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't really know what his part, and he's just sort of a character you interact with. And I thought, oh, you're going to find out why he's in prison, but I never, unless oh, I just yeah. never noticed. Yeah, yeah. Unless we've missed something there. Yeah, it does seem to be a bit of a nothing character. Yeah, it does. But yeah, if we've missed something, please let us know. Yeah. The, this then once you've done the stranded sailor section you move on to castle lockstone like this as well yeah which was this is involved is this the was it castle lockstone or or was it the old watchtowers that had the ice section that gave you some trouble <laughs> that was 
Uh, that was kind of before the, um, it's before one of the sections, isn't it? It's like a, it's like an extra bit you can go to off the beaten path. Yeah. You can go to that specific trial bit. Yeah. Where you've got to shoot oh, the... Oh, that's right, it is. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a trial. You've got it? to do the platforms by shooting them with arrows yeah. from really awkward angles and you're slipping about while you're trying to aim your bow and uh, I just kept falling off. When I thought I was standing still, but obviously I was very slowly moving to the edge. <laughs> it's that last bit when you've got those three that platforms must be the and you've got to do them in a really yeah. weird order. It must be the old watch yeah. towers. Yeah, the old watch towers has the has the ice bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's before you get to the watch towers is that you is the bit where you go off and get the last the last shrine. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Which was yeah, I hated that. But Castle Lockstone's a good fun area. It's nicely designed and you get the yeah. most backstory in this one, don't you, really? Because you get to hear about all the old lords and what they were like, and you kind yeah. of realise... you can speak to them all. Yes, once you've done, like, I think a room full of those pink doors of enemies, again, yeah. you get to then talk to the ghost of the of the lord, and they talk about how the current one's gone a bit mental, and he's... I'm assuming he's supposed to... He's supposed to be mortal, isn't he? But he doesn't want to be. That's that's what the main guy's doing, isn't it? That's Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a, of doors I guess is, it's a bit, like... I, again, see, I'm, I'm reading too much into this. Probably stuff that isn't there. But again, again, the checks and balances in the American political system that's there to stop one person getting too much power, and yeah. the the pitfalls in which if you do allow one person to have absolute power, absolute power. What's the the saying? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, mm. um, it's it's sort of a lesson on on even if people are have the best will in the world once if they are just left to run amok things things might go wrong i guess ultimately and yeah. um, because as ultimately he did the, these these sort of things were there to do good weren't they they were there to sort of keep the balance of life and then it, there's like a line at the end it's like what happens if the person who's been given all the power to keep the balance decides not to do something then what, mm. what can you do? There's, there's something, there's a there's a line across all that. But yeah, ultimately, these are all his ancestors that have had their time and moved on. Yeah. Again, why I keep coming back to, I just think this is this is a big walk-in American political system allegory. Is that the right word? It's just yeah. a, a metaphor for the whole thing. But then, yeah, once after you've done, once you've done Castle Lockstone, you move on to Camp of the Free Crows. Where you start to learn a this little bit, is, yes, a little bit more, saying that so you've, there's those signs that are lying about the place, and maybe all is not as it seemed, and that you've maybe been trying, they've been trying to help you in the background for some time. Uh, we've been we've been reading about some of these people from the sort of diary entries, haven't we? Yes. Um, yeah, these we... are the people. Yeah, that's right. These are the people that used to work there. I never put that together for some reason. Yeah, so it's their stuff. What we're reading after we've done a boss, and we come out and we get to the extra parts of the crow office mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah um yeah and this is where we kind of find out that they yeah they really don't want to be doing what they're doing they want to actually be mortal they don't, they don't really care for this everlasting life of reaping souls they would they would quite like to just live normally but they can't yeah. until we defeat the lord of doors yes right yeah but yeah so then after we've done the the camp of free crows move on to the old watchtower area which is what did another you, cool area another cool area um and then you fight Betty, who I think is probably the worst of the three bosses. Oh, it's terrible. I, when I first fought her, I was like, oh, this is tough. I, I But once you figure out that role, 
because that role was yeah, catching exactly. me out at the beginning. But once you figure that out, that you don't roll as soon as she starts, she's not too bad. You just kind of have to keep your greed in check, which is a, a way you you often have to deal with these scenarios in video games. Is yeah. just to not expect to be able to have it all your own way. You are just going to have to take a step away wait for her to bait this jump part of the roll and then just get out of the way. And if you get far enough away before she rolls at you, you're fine. But if you're up close when she starts doing it and without the iframes, she's just going to stun lock you and roll over you and you're going to lose three or four bits of health, which was getting me at first as well. Yeah. And again, like when you finally beat her, it seems like her whole narrative arc was she was just a monster that liked to be a monster. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing more to that. There's no layers to this one. No. Um, Some people just like to watch the world burn, Mr. Bruce. <laughs> but once you've done that, you have all the three souls you need. So back you head to the Lost Cemetery again. Which I, uh, I guess I find myself. I was there's obviously a lot of hidden secrets in there. Um, I find myself dotting in and out of that area throughout the whole game. Did you do that, or did you sort of go back here and then do yeah. a big bit of mopping up? No, no, no. As soon as I had the new powers and stuff, I was trying to look for for what that was going to unlock in that area. Is it the the one it's one of the upgrades I, I don't know which one it is it might be the arrow that's like hidden under it's a bomb wall that you explode and it's hidden under a bridge i found that by accident isn't that the one where the camera pans around when you actually find it you might maybe oh no oh is that that's not in the stranded sailor is it you know the bit where it's you have to do those um the riddles and it's talking about like things that you oh can't i know see. what you mean that was quite a fun one with the things that you yeah. can't see yeah that's that. very original Zelda. Like, if you go back and play the original Legend of Zelda on the NES, the amount of walls that you have to bomb yeah. and you just do it by chance and it's a secret is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so that kind of felt like a little nod to that. Yeah. So then, death door open and you meet Death, who's a wee guy with a bum bag. Yeah. Yeah. I He's a bit he... of a dude, actually. Yeah, I quite enjoyed him. And then the, but... the crow the Grey Crow loses its mind a little bit and you've got to fight the Grey Crow. Yeah, because we kind of learn at this point that death, we are doing death's work for him because he just couldn't handle it. He just got fed up of it. Yeah. Got a bit saddened by it. And that's why the Lord of Doors was... he. The Lords of Doors offered them, didn't they? They offered him this technology of we can create doors for you that will mm. transform you anywhere um, and then we can get a bunch of these crows to do it for you. You just sit, you just sit back, mate. Just guard the abyss. Yeah. You go off and do that. Um, but yes, at this point, it's just the... Is it that the crow turns on us? Or is it he was always going to do that? I can't remember. Does his soul get trapped in the door or something? I can't remember what happens now. He did it yesterday. I th it, yeah, it's... it's, it's mem I forgot as well, but it's almost like... I think we're both at Death's Door, mate. Yeah. The, um, the crow want, wanted something and he got in there and he found that it wasn't there. That's basically. right. His soul wasn't in there because yeah. it had floated off into the abyss. That's right. Every, every soul that goes in goes into the ether. So was he trying to rescue That's his right. own soul? Is that what he was trying to do? Yes. Yeah. Then he realised that because he can't get his soul back, he is going to die. He's not immortal anymore. Which is a running theme for all of them. It's a lot. A lot of the fights you end up are is because they're going to die and they're trying to fight it. Yeah. But ultimately, so this guy can't just beat decides death. he's going out. Going out well, swinging. Not swinging, but like running. Yeah. Very dog-like yes. in his in his movements. Mm -hmm. This was a tough one. This yeah. was probably, as far as just the plain boss fight itself, taking all the rest of the ancillary stuff out, mm -hmm. this was probably one of the hardest in the game. Certainly for the last bosses. He was definitely harder than the door, harder than Betty. Yeah, I'd say harder so. Harder than the Gravedigger yeah. for me. 
yeah, and it it really it's one of these areas that just sort of it's just a black area and is really quite I, I don't know, I quite enjoyed mm. the, the again if we're talking about like the aesthetics of the whole game, this was a nice a nice contrast to everything else that was going on because there's a lot going on in a lot of the game apart from maybe the noir section but even in that there's a lot happening yeah this is just just sort of a boss section everything goes black yeah yeah um i enjoyed it but yeah you're right probably one of the tougher of the main bosses yeah his his hookshot stuff wasn't too bad to deal with Mm -hmm. but when he's firing all those crows at you and you've just got them kind of swarming around you and he's just running head first i think that's I could be wrong here, but it feels to me as if he was one of the only bosses in the game that actually dealt you damage purely by touching it. Is that right? It could be right. Or is yeah. that any enemy? I can't even think. No, back I think now. You're, I'm trying to think. I think you're probably right. I'm trying to think of all the other bosses in the game. Like I don't know if you can just kind of walk up to the other ones and not yeah, get hurt no, unless it's they attack almost, you. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. But this guy, if you touched him, you'd you'd take damage. Mm-hmm. And then so he's, he thanks again. Was... You kill him, and he thanks you for killing him. <laughs> Yeah, not that bad. As Death he, says, then off he pops. Yeah. So once you've done that, this takes you to the Hall of Doors because you realise that sort of the the boss man about town has actually been corrupting the place and not doing his good job. And yeah, he refuses be, to die as well. Yeah, needed to be dealt with. So you you go and this is one of the most protracted boss fights I think the, the game has. It just goes on yeah. and on forever. And it was yeah. Like, I know there's not a lot of checkpoints. It's, no. Yeah. This is the thing we we spoke about again when we we're playing this afternoon. But the boss fight itself isn't quite hard. But I find moving to the the different areas a bit of a tough time from time to, from time to time. Well, I think primarily they were tough because the fact that it takes you back to the beginning every time, and you know you've got like a bit of running and platforming, yeah. then a boss fight, then running, then a boss fight. When you keep getting taken back to the beginning of that, you're just going to rush your way through it and you're not going to play it properly. You're going to lose your head and you're going to fall off the edge or you're going to forget the timings or the, or the positionings of those stupid bulldogs that come at you. So I think it was too easy to get frustrated because they just didn't, they didn't help you out. No. They put you through such a slog every time you failed. At any point of it, you're going straight back to the beginning again. Yeah. Um, and then the reward at the end of all of that was, was a boss fight that's wasn't really that tough and he, he had some moves that other enemies had already had like the rolling one again i i assumed that they were just so the it was it an amalgamation of all I, three i think so i was picking up on different boss patterns that the older okay. the other ones had made and i my assumption right. was it was just you had to what was that game we played recently was it street streets of rage where you have to refight all the bosses again that's what it yeah yeah that's what it felt like um, oh he certainly was doing that when he was in their area mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah so you basically had to beat every single boss in a one shot. Yeah, he's, M- he's gone on M. Bison. Is it M. Bison who can use other people's moves? Yeah, I think you're right there. Shang Tsung as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, fine. But I, yeah, to me, just, it wasn't a highlight, that that final boss. No. I think I, if you look at the actual the sections in between the boss fights, they're, they're quite well done. Mm-hmm. Um, they are pretty frantic. They're quite difficult. They're very tricky. You've got to use the hookshot quite a lot to kind of get out of the way of stuff. But when you have to do that like four times with boss fights in between without dying and not being able to regain any health throughout any of it, then they've taken all the fun out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Which is kind of brings us to the end of the main game. Everything you, You've sort of 
returned death to, does death get back to work is that it like it doesn't feel like it's set up for any dlc really uh no you're right yeah i guess he does get back to to work because there's all the three crows leave souls just leave, kind of go into yeah leave that area just go into the ether themselves yeah and then they just sort of then you're off to try and do the secret ending or stop playing if you want yeah, because at this point, yeah, all the crows are now they're now mortal again. They can go live whatever life they want. Yeah, um, and Back I don't know how how much time you want to spend on this, but essentially, I'll get, I'll do a quick run through of of what you need to do to get the secret ending. You've got to get the rusty bell tower key, which you get, which is left on the floor in the final area yes. after you kill kill the Lord of Doors, and then you've got to put each of the seven ghosts back in their little house, which is strangely Muppets Christmas Carol would have got a look about them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. You and luckily sort of... they weren't too far away from it most of the no, time. No, no. You, you kind of knew if you found one, you were you were near their house. So you just had to sort of count yeah. them back. Um, then you've got to find three owls in the witch's area. Probably you've got to plant... Like... Yeah. Plant 50 of your life seeds. You've got to do more the avarice chest, which is another... That was fine. That was fine, yeah. Jefferson's octopus, was which was fun. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I get. I'm assuming if you fast travel, if you go through a door for Jefferson, then he's gonna jump off. He doesn't. Yeah, he just try. I've no. I tried to go through a door, and he's like, "Oh, I can't fo- follow you there. You've got to walk." And then I, I stopped after uh, that. Um, right, so I don't okay. know if you can force it through a door or not. But I must. But he won't come with you. My assumption is. And you've got to light all the braziers in the watchtower area. Yeah, this is all done at night, isn't it? Yes. Um, and then you fight the grave digger, which I enjoyed that fight. You breezed through it and thought it was too easy uh well yeah because the hook shot like i said was just a bit it was so overpowered that you can just get in with that big hit and then just roll out of the way mm-hmm. so he was he was weirdly static he didn't do a lot of movement he, he was a lot of standing still and swinging at you and he did a jump but it didn't seem to do any splash damage when he landed and he wasn't very like he wasn't homing in on you like they the crow did so it was only really when he started to give his little mates a go that it started to become tricky, but even then, like I say, I'm just hookshotting through them. You don't take damage when you're hookshotting towards an enemy for some reason. So, yeah, I, I did. Like I said, I did it first try. I was I was slightly disappointed because I expected that to be like a, a real epic sort of German the first hunter fight from um, Bloodborne. After you'd said it was a really good one, I was really looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, I really then. enjoyed it. I've, I I th- I think it took me two or three attempts to do this one. Well, you have a different play style, so maybe yeah your play style made it a lot more frantic because you've got all these things rushing you, whereas I'm just ignoring them to get straight in. Yeah. I'm Mike Tyson, you're Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Um. So do you want to talk about the secret ending or do you want to... Well, leave? I don't know what it is, you've, so you can Because you've made you it. Tell me. So once you get that, once you get all the tablets, if you go to the back area of where the crows are hiding out in that little area... Obviously, spoilers right now, in case you hadn't figured out from what Davis just yeah. said. So if you don't want to hear the secret ending, just skip ahead a few minutes. Yes. Um, yeah, so you go to that area and all the little knowledge tablets light up slowly. And once you light up yep. all the areas, you go inside and this big eye appears to you and basically tells you the story. And essentially what it boils down to is that immortality is a burden. Um, and okay. from the beginning, that the you're being like this chosen one and that the the other crows had known you were a chosen one from the beginning um and they they had basically tried to lay when you came into the world you weren't going to be strong enough to to sort out what had happened the corruption that had happened in the world and that they they were to help you 
become stronger and then lead you towards the end. So basically, it's just it's it's not that secret an ending. I I watched it and thought, well, yeah, I know all this. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it basically just lays it a bit more bare. Um, talks about things in a bit more detail and 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 basically just tells you the story about how the the death the door guy got became corrupted and then they had to be right. a chosen chosen one to try and bring him down and, and you were the chosen one which is essentially okay. it um it's not worth see- i wouldn't say it was it's worth seeking out to try and see it for yourself it's just the fun of trying to get there i think is the yeah um, so a youtube video will do the do, do the job for that yeah absolutely if you um, need it so i guess yeah that's that's it that is that is death's door if you're, yeah. we've, I've got here written down what score would you give a bit? It's an eight, right? Yeah, it's um, it has a few flaws, but I think, um, you know, visually it's really nice to look at. It's got a it's got a cool little style going for it. The music is quite pleasant, um, without being remarkable. I would say, um, maybe that's a bit of a cliched style of music now to have in these types of games mm-hmm. on the indie scene. Um, but it plays really well. It's got some really cool ideas. Um, it's got some nice characters in it. It's got some good boss fights. It's got challenge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not too long. So, you know, there's very little to dislike about it, really. That you, that you can nitpick yeah. it, but it was a very enjoyable experience. I was quite shocked to have a look at that when I 100%ed it. It showed me that we had com- I'd 100%ed it in less than 15 hours. So it is quite a short, yeah. short experience. Yeah, you could probably do this game in in two or three hours. I think if you if you were good enough. If you really got it down, yeah. Um, what's your feeling now? Are you going to go back and do the umbrella run, or have you ha- have you seen enough now that you've got to the end? Um, I don't think I'm ready. Yeah, I'm maybe not ready to quit. I'm maybe ready to give it a go. Mm-hmm. I'll see how you find it. Um, yeah, but maybe not immediately. Maybe I'll give myself a break and play something else. And then yeah, I wonder back. if that's maybe the way to do it. And uh, this is one of these games that I'd quite like to watch stream it together and watch us both chunder through this i i yeah i think that'd be really good fun uh, and i'm sure that gdq next year or oh, has whenever to. it's, yeah. it's going to have a, an umbrella speed run well there coming. is there there are bugs in it i forgot to mention that so i had quite a few as well actually one i noticed usually with like scenery yeah so there was an i don't even know how to explain it but it's in the overgrown ruins area what's it called overgrown i'll get the name right the oh yeah, it's called Overgrown Ruins. So in the Overgrown yeah. Ruins area, there's a bit um where it's up near the camp, um where there's a a bunch of boss, do- a bunch of pink doors come shock shock, but in there's <laughs> like a there's like a a fenced out area underneath the plat the sort of raised area that you're on, and inside it is a harder boss that when you kill him, you get a bunch of souls. I think from if you go upstairs and pull the lever. And you get like you can pick up some souls. Um Yeah. I got I I died when I ended up down there because I didn't have enough health, but I had like two notches of health left and I got hit by an enemy that knocked me backwards. I hit a wall, fell through the map into that area, and then started fighting the boss fight. I was so confused <gasps> that I thought wow. that I thought I had found like a secret door and I spent a long time running about that area, like hitting walls because I th- I thought I had just been blasted through a secret wall but no i think it's a bug because i couldn't i couldn't yeah, I, was gonna say that's, I had nothing like that all i had was like sometimes parts of the scenery would get weirdly frozen 
in the camera shot, mm. not the whole thing. So I had like these at uh, one point where there's like I think it's in the old watchtowers. There was just like part of one of the towers and a bit of shadow was just following me around and I couldn't see where I was going because no matter where I moved, it was always at the top of the screen. So I just had to keep jumping off the edge till I died and start again. But wow, you fell through some floors and stuff. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I wonder if there's any way to just like cheese yourself through gated off Metroidvania parts with the yeah. braziers that need lighting or the walls that need bombing. I wonder if people are going to figure that out. I hope so. There's I'd a way love to, to see a that. good GDQ. Yeah, of this game. Yeah, it's made for it. I think. Yeah, but I th- yeah, I think I, I largely agree with you. I think the score of eight is probably right. It's a, it's an absolutely fantastic game. I loved my time with it, but you're right. There, there are problems that would bring the score down if I was being critical about it. Um, like if I was just talking about my pure enjoyment of the game, I had an absolute blast with this game. Um, but if I was being critical, I don't about think any it, of the flaws, yeah, totally ruin the experience in no. for any of it. Only maybe at the end game when you're having to just do a lot of backtracking and searching. That's when that's when yeah. the the view the viewpoint's a bit of a problem. The yeah. lack of map, the lack, lack of, of fast map. travel, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, because I I think I going through this game. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that the game needs a map, and I would have staunchly disagreed with them personally, like in my own opinion. Up until that area where I was trying to get a secret ending and I was going back and forth and back and forth and and there are clues Looking for the owls and yeah, all that shit. And there are cl- yeah, because I just couldn't get to areas and it it just yeah. felt like busy work and it stopped being fun because you were weren't really in combat to work throughout most of the secret ending hunt. Um, so you're just running from area to area to area, and because I'd been using the the, the death doors, I didn't have the knowledge really ingrained on how to get to these areas and i found that really frustrating um yeah yeah i completely agree um i think breath of the wild kind of showed a way that you can do a map that's not a cheat code yeah you can mark the map yourself you could it will sometimes have things that will show up there but they'll be quite vague it's Mm -hmm. not going to tell you the exact route to go it's just it would have been nice to have just had some sort of like okay i'm in an area now and the thing i want to go to is like top left so i'm just going to go to the top left Rather than just having to just follow all these windy things with shortcuts you opened a few hours before and try and remember yeah. the route because everything just has to be it's just busy work painted isn't it? in your head yeah yeah which I don't like in games like I'm not I'm not no, fan of just grinding for grinding's sake I just I like to do my challenge and move on the other thing that yeah. I, this and I get, I understand why they didn't do this because it's a lot of probably like programming to put into something that was a tiny tiny part of the game but. I would have rather when Jefferson took control of your body rather than like make these things appear in the moonlight. I would have liked them to build in a swimming mechanic. And if you like, I could, I definitely thought I was going to be able yeah, to swim. Yeah, as soon as I got Jefferson, I tried to jump in the water, and he didn't like Me that. Me too. He so, said something like, "Oh, you don't float as well as the previous yeah. one, or something." Yeah, exactly. Is a corpse, so I guess that's kind of what corpses do. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, yeah. overall it was a, a really great game. Glad we played it. Had an awesome time with it. And yeah, I think it's, it's going to equal part sort of charming and depressing as well. It's really yeah. weird. I absolutely loved that art style. The crow was fantastic. the The boss, yeah. the boss designs were great, and most of the enemies were interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of episode one of the Winners You Podcast Death's Door Edition. Alex, twenty one, twenty one. Is it you not said 21? episode one. Did I? Well, it's the yeah. first Death Door podcast. We, we, yeah, that's true. Alex. And the last. Please raise the curtain for our lovely listeners and tell them what game we have planned for the next episode. 
yes, we gave this away last week, I think, in our rambling bits at the end where we try and find out what game we want to play. But next up is the 30-year anniversary of Super Mario World. And I'm going to precursor next week's episode. Actually, it's going to be less than a week from now because the anniversary is the 23rd. So uh, luckily the game doesn't take more than an afternoon to beat once you know what you're doing. Um, and especially if you don't try and get all the 96 exits. Um, so two things I'm going to preface next week with is that, one, this is the one game that I think comes closest to the answer of, is there a perfect video game? I think this is the closest you can get to saying, yes, a perfect video game exists, and it is Super Mario World. See, I, th- I think the perfect video game that exists is Tetris. Oh, there's a spanner in the I works. don't think it does anything that it doesn't set out to do, and there's nothing it does that's bad. Oh... Bloody hell. I didn't need this kind of fucking quandary in my life at the end of the pod. <laughs> Might not be the best game in the world, but it's perfect for what it tries to do. Yeah. Uh, and second of all, I genuinely don't believe that you have probably ever 100% completed I've this game. I've never completed this game. And I am really looking forward to showing you all the secret exits. Yeah, I can't wait. I don't want you to look them up. I want I want to be able to tell you them all and show you and be like, look like your big brother. Yeah, I'm delighted you're making me play this game because this is like one of my gaming shames like I've, they're all the old mario games i've played them so much as a kid but i never completed any of them i don't think i never completed one the, what mario brothers mario 2 mario world the lost levels N- nothing that was on all stars i've completed and um, let's do some housekeeping and i've written this down so that i don't trip over my words like i normally do every week so if you would like to speak to us and tell us what you thought of the game, please do. You can get in touch with us over on Twitter by following at a winner is you pod. Or if you would like to have a bit more to say, you can fire us an email to a winner is you pod at gmail.com and we will try our best to get back to you. Or even if you're lucky, read you out on the podcast the next week. If you're a fan of the show, please, please, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use, as it really does help drum up support for the podcast. We love you all, but we'd really like to bring more people in the door, as it was allowed us to devote more time to making a podcast we both love to make. Also, like and subscribe on YouTube. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've got a YouTube now. Some people can see yeah. our face. Yeah. I'm hope- I'm, I'm, the, my worry about this is the YouTube video seems to be going up slower than the podcast. So, well, that's yeah, that's natural though. Cause it takes a long time. Yeah, to... well, yeah. I guess I, I'll get quicker and I'll get better at editing as we go. I know I'm I'm by no means the finished article. So, well, well, you're off do. work this week, so this might actually not be the case. He might get it done before I. Yeah, this one might get done quick. <laughs> yeah, and on that bombshell, I have been David. He has been Alex. We have been a winner's you, and I'm out. Keep gaming. <laughs>